Our speaker this morning is Anna Leakey. We are in a series uh, looking at the Lord's Prayer, and it's called When You Pray. We're not just encouraging ourselves to pray the Lord's Prayer more often, but we're trying to understand what it means to pray. Each, and we're going to go through each line looking at what it means when we say these words of the Lord's Prayer, what it is to our life, what, the, what kind of things we're praying for there. So I'm going to introduce Anna in a moment. We're going to um, have our reading, which is from Matthew 6. We read it last week and we're going to read it um, each week. But Matthew 6 uh, verses uh, 5, uh, if you want to follow along, you can in your app or a Bible or it's going to come up on the screen, I believe, as well. But Jesus said this, And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words." Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our speaker this morning, as I said, is Anna Leakey. Anna and her family moved back to the Bay, but she'll tell you a bit more about that story um, in a moment. But I first met Anna. She got in touch before they moved and wanted to sort of ask me a hundred questions. And we met in a we met in the hall back there, and it was just great to um, to meet them for the first time. And I remember meeting, having met Anna for the first time, really, really praying that they would come to Bay Church and make Bay Church their family because they're such a great, great family, full of life. Nath was my PT um, and made me sweat um, weekly as well. But anyway, uh, please welcome Anna to the stage as she shares with us this morning. Thank you. Thanks very much. Good morning. Good morning. Um, Wow, there's a lot of you, isn't there? Okay. Um, So, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How great does that sound? I mean, what a brilliant thing to be praying. Who doesn't need a bit of heaven on earth? Um, So I'll introduce myself a little bit, although Matt said a couple of things already. So I'm Anna, married to Nath. We've got two gorgeous girls, Oakley Bay, who's six, and Indy, who's one and a half. So we are always tired. Um, Frankly, I'm amazed I can string a sentence together this morning. Um, I grew up down here in Paynton. There's currently four generations of my family uh, living here in the Bay, so it's always been home, but I've spent the last 20 years living in Bath, where I've seen God do some wonderful, wonderful things. So, following on from last week's Our Father, this morning we're going to be focusing on when we pray, your will be done. And I'm quite enthusiastic about this particular section of the Lord's Prayer, and I'll tell you for why. Praying this prayer, your will be done, or words to that effect, at significant stages of my life has been transformational for me. When I went off for uni, frankly, I was delighted to be leaving the Bay. Uh, My teenage years weren't happy ones, and life was messy, and I was pretty broken, to be honest. I couldn't wait to escape, and I've said with great conviction many times over the years that I would never move back to the Bay. So we moved back in May, yeah. (laughs) 
pause for laughter is in my notes. Um, so when I was planning my escape and applying for uni, I prayed, Lord, put me where you want me. And he absolutely did. I was undecided between two unis, but I needed a third for my application. Um, and I went on a whim with a friend to Bath just to check out the campus, um, mainly to have a legit excuse to have a road trip and a day of college, to be honest. But I immediately fell in love with the place and I just knew that Bath was where I needed to be. It's quite interesting coming back to your hometown, having spent most of your adult life elsewhere. Um, to paraphrase the Royal Navy ads, I was born in Paynton, but I was made in Bath. The Lord put me where he wanted me. When preparing to move back here, I was reflecting over the last 20 years, and I just felt so overwhelmingly grateful that all I could see was God's goodness, kindness, faithfulness, and provision during my time in Bath. Even when life was really tough and when things were not going according to plan, when most of my prayers started with, Lord, why? I can see now that God has always had his hand on my life. He surrounded me with the right people. He gave me everything that I needed to repair the brokenness. And every step of the way, his plans were so much better than mine. I'm really excited to be speaking on this uh, to you guys this morning because I'm 100% convinced that your father loves you. He wants the best for you. He wants you to enjoy this life. And he has good, good things for each and every one of us. Nothing is irredeemable. <laughs> And choosing to pray, your will be done, trusting God completely, and submitting our lives to his will is the best decision that we could ever make. So, why should we pray, your will be done? Well, unless we're proactively choosing to submit our lives to God's will, we could so easily be sucked into doing what the world says we should be doing with our lives. In 2021, it was estimated that we each see six to 10,000 adverts per day. Adverts that are specifically designed to tell us what we should be doing, buying, wearing, eating, drinking, watching, listening to, and ultimately spending our money on. In the midst of this barrage and all the other external influences, parents, bosses, peers, whatever, by praying your will be done, we can remind ourselves to submit our lives to God's will, which is free, by the way. So we can be swayed by the world around us, but we can also be guilty of trying to live out our own agenda. We've got our own ideas of what would be best, and we try and persuade God to implement that plan to make things go our way. Whether consciously or not, we're essentially praying, my will be done, which is not actually in our best interest. We don't know best. So Jesus tells us to let go of our plans and pray instead, your will be done. This can be quite scary. What if God doesn't want what I want? And what if what God wants isn't what I want? Well, he might not want what you want. And probably not all his plans are going to be the same as your plans. But I will tell you this for free. God's plans are always better than our plans. We see our lives in such a tiny window of time, but God sees our lives in the full context of eternity. So he's got a better perspective. God's plans are always better than our plans. And with God's plans, firstly, good things happen. Great things happen, in fact. So when thinking about God's will for our lives, who you spend your life with is a pretty significant thing, right? 
So in my early 20s, I, as many people do, had a really clear picture in my head of what my husband should be like. Are you ready for this? You can continue laughing. You will. So I wanted a big, broad rugby player type with long hair and a scraggly beard and maybe a few tattoos. So um, either of these guys, really. This is uh, Thor and Aquaman. Either of them would have made me very happy at the time. Um, my guy should be into surfing, skating, play guitar, generally be a creative genius. And the list continues with equally vapid requirements. So at 24, uh, I was pretty mortified when this guy, there he is, uh, when this guy started expressing an interest. Um, so you can laugh, he's here, but he's very secure, um, so it's okay. And um, he's got a lovely beard now, so I'm happy, praise the Lord. Um, just while my mouth's really dry, excuse me. So, as you can see, he was pretty skinny. Uh, and he was 18 at the time. 18? I wanted a grown-up, frankly. I did not want someone that was still living at home and only tidying his bedroom when his mum really put her foot down. Um, he didn't skate. He was not musical. He was sporty rather than arty. And he got pretty freaked out by the sea. Um, so he was... He was not what I had in mind for a husband, and I had zero interest in a relationship that was not going to be the one. So I politely and repeatedly turned him down. Uh, meanwhile, he was praying for me, listening to God, and patiently waiting. So after several months of, I'll say, being respectfully pursued, uh, one evening after church, I was walking home, and I was thinking about this boy that just wasn't taking the hint. Um, and I found myself praying, Lord, I am not ready for a relationship with this guy. But if this is what you want, make me ready. And I'm okay with that. So my head was saying, he doesn't match my list. He doesn't even like the sea. But my heart was saying, Lord, your will be done. Forget the list. Have your way in my life. I know, you know who is best for me. What was not on my list was emotional intelligence, compassion, humility, patience, gentleness, faithfulness, just some of the beautiful qualities that came in this skinny 18-year-old package. God, in his infinite wisdom, is the picture still there? Yeah, there he is. I mean, he was, yeah. <laughs> I'm grateful for time. Um, <laughs> and puberty. Um, so, <laughs> so, God, in his infinite wisdom, gave me everything that I never knew I needed in Nath. I could not be more grateful that I prayed that prayer and that I was willing to let go of what I thought my guy should look like. God's plans are always better than our plans. Great things happen when we submit to the Lord and lay down our ideas of what would be best. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. We might feel that some things in life are not going the way that we expected or that our plans are being hindered or restricted in some way. And we might even doubt sometimes that God even knows what he's doing. But I believe that our Father loves us and he wants us to set aside our lists, our agendas, our plans, trust him and pray in everything your will be done. If we hold on too tightly to what we want or what we think life should look like, 
we could miss out on something so much better than we're able to imagine. When we live a life submitted to God's will, when we involve him in our decision-making, we can expect good things and we can hope for a prosperous future. When we live a life submitted to God's will, I've already said that bit. I'll go on to the next bit. Now, there are definitely some areas of my life that don't currently look how I would like them to. But I know that God knows what he's doing, and I can pray with hopeful expectation, your will be done. God's plans are always better than our plans. With God's plans, good things happen. That's the first thing. Secondly, with God's plans, more good news, guys. The pressure is off. When we pray, your will be done, and let God take the reins, we can relax knowing that he's in control. We don't need to be burdened with the worries and pressures of life. He's got us. Jesus demonstrated a deep, deep trust in the Father when he famously slept through a pretty savage storm. I find it hard enough to sleep through Nathan snoring. Um, but here Jesus is, soundo, on a boat that we can safely assume is being quite violently thrown around a lake. So Matthew 8, 23 to 27. Suddenly, a furious storm came upon the lake, so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. He replied, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? And then he got up and rebuked the winds and waves, and it was completely calm. Sometimes we can be so overwhelmed with what's going on around us and so bogged down and afraid of what's going to happen we can forget that he can calm the storm. I've got another story for you. Are you ready? So when I'm not mumming or sitting around feeling smug about my lovely younger husband, um, I teach secondary art and photography. Um, my first job was at a boarding school. And while I loved the teaching, I loved my students being creative. Every day was absolute joy. The leadership there was really not good. It was a really toxic environment. Um, to say the least. I was working mental hours, evenings, weekends, sleeping over, um, and I had no time or energy for anything outside of work, and the stress filtered into every aspect of my life. I was in a storm. But my income was really important to me. My salary made me feel really secure, and probably a little bit proud of myself, if I'm honest. When we first got married, Nath was still training, so as the one with the more established career, I felt the weight of being the main earner. I knew that this school was not a healthy place to be, but my plan was to stick it out until we had a baby, so that I could get maternity pay and then reevaluate after a year off, everything pivoting around that vital income. Long story short, after eight turbulent years there, four of which we'd been trying unsuccessfully for a baby, my plan was not working out. And I came to a point where God clearly said it was time to leave. Time to let go of the pressure, the stress, the misery that I was accepting in exchange for financial security. So I left with no other job lined up, trusting that God had spoken and that he knew what he was doing. When it was announced I was leaving, normally in these meetings, it's uh, Anna will be leaving at the end of term to go to such and such a school and People go on to promotions or sideways into a better school, whatever. But there was quite a stunned silence when it was, Anna will be leaving at the end of term. We wish her all the best for the future. Um, so you, you could hear a pin drop. People were like, huh? 
Um, so loads of my colleagues rushed to me afterwards, all full of questions and excitement. They were shocked and amazed and a little bit jealous of my bravery, many of them saying that they wished that they could do the same. One came up to me and said, you look like someone who's just been cured. And that is how I felt. I was so grateful for the faith that God gave me that allowed me to make what would otherwise be a really scary decision. Are you ready for the testimony? Here it comes. Unburdened by financial fear, I spent the next year doing freelance jobs, and when it came to do my tax return, I realized that I'd taken home within 200 pounds of what I'd taken home the year before, which just seemed ridiculous. I laughed out loud. Um, I'd worked way less, mostly from a lovely studio in our garden. I'd had zero work stress. My relationships had been revived because I had capacity and time for my friends again. I was happy. And by some miracle, we'd had a baby girl. What a year. God was so, so, so good to me. I needn't have worried. I wish I'd let go sooner. And his plans were so much better than my plans. The pressure is just not ours to carry. I'm not saying, by the way, that you should all quit your jobs tomorrow. (laughs) Um, But I would suggest that anything that is costing you your physical or mental health or costing you your relationships is too expensive and it is worth prayerful reassessment. It might be that God has a cure that you've overlooked while trying to make things work in your own strength. When we pray, your will be done, we can relax. We don't have to fix it don't have to figure things out for ourselves. We just have to trust, listen to what he's saying, and be obedient. In John 10.10, Jesus says, a thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come so that they can have life and have it to the full. Trying to work things out ourselves and trying to fix things in our own strength or control outcomes It comes at a cost that we don't have to pay, and it's really tiring, quite frankly. Jesus also said, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Jesus came so that we could enjoy this life, and he told us to pray, your will be done, so that we can receive the good gifts that God has for us, and so that we can relax even in the midst of a furious storm, whatever that looks like. So whether today you're facing financial pressures, the pressures of parenting, or if there's a work or family situation that's weighing you down, if you choose to pray, your will be done, and actually let go, that's the challenge, to actually let go. You can take that burden and hand it over to your father who loves you and wants and knows what's best for you. I feel that there are some people here this morning who need to hand something heavy over to God today. Trite as it might sound, you need to let go and let God. He wants you to breathe a sigh of relief this morning, one of those enormous exhales where your entire body just relaxes with the sheer relief of a heavy, heavy weight being lifted off you, a weight that you've been carrying for too long. If that's you please don't leave this morning without being prayed for. The Lord is inviting you to step into freedom this morning. So please don't let fear or embarrassment or pride or whatever would stop you from coming down the front when the invitation's there. If you need an increase in faith,
to be able to let go, then please come down here and let the prayer ministry, the prayer team minister to you this morning. So God's plans are always better than our plans. Great things happen when we submit to his will and the pressure is off. So when preparing this talk, it occurred to me that Jesus could have told us to pray, your will be done, so that it could be on earth as it is in heaven. So go with me on this. What if, what if our stepping out in faith and partnering with God's will releases something of heaven on earth? What if the act of living our lives in accordance to his will does something in the spiritual to advance the kingdom, to see God's will fulfilled in our relationships, our workplaces, our communities, schools, families? So before we pray anything, let's align our hearts with heaven, ask the Holy Spirit to help us pray in a way that advances the kingdom of God, invites his will to reign over our lives, and releases something of heaven on earth. Heaven where good conquers evil, perfect love casts out fear, joy triumphs over pain and sadness, and there is freedom. We need that, and Torbay needs that as well. Amen. Amen. Do you want to stand and we will pray together?